0: livingitup.org. Now, here's Scott and Teresa. Hey, everybody. This is Monday.
1: Okay. Well, for Monday.
0: This is Living It Up, a refreshing daily podcast to help you get excited about beginning your day or your entire life all over again, only this time with a loving God. At the center, we hope you experience joy from listening and find yourself (laughs) laughing and living it up on the way to beginning again. For more teaching and encouragement from the Neals, visit their Facebook page at Living It Up Beginning Again or their website at livingitup.org. Now, here's Scott and Teresa. Hey,
2: everybody. This is Monday, and we pray that you guys had a really great weekend. And uh, we have a really good topic
1: well, anyway, welcome welcome back to reality, everybody, and we got a great month to look forward to and, and lots of great discussions, and we're looking forward to that, and thank you for, for being with us today. Shall I go ahead and read the topic, honey? Yeah, go ahead. Speaking of families, we want to encourage everybody that God is gracious to our extremely flawed families. Through Christ there is always hope for him to do great things through our families no matter how sorted the generations are before us.
2: Well that's for sure, you know, and really a great example of this and is in Genesis if you Ugh. are if you're at home and you want to turn to this passage is Genesis 19 verses 30 through 38. Mm-hmm. And if you're not at home, then mm-hmm. later on when you do get home, we ask you to please read this uh, the scripture.
1: You might want to read it discreetly. Yes. Because it's pretty it's pretty, it's pretty graphic. graphic. So if
2: there are any any children <laughs> around you listening, um, you, you might want to ask them to leave the room for just a second.
1: But you know, it's real and this stuff yeah. happens in society. It's in the Bible. Yeah. So. And so if you're if you're kind of in that mood after being with maybe some some family members that you feel like there was a lot of trouble or it all comes back or there's reminders when you get together, well, this story should you know help you feel feel a lot better because uh, remember things can always be worse, okay?
2: Absolutely. Well, it says afterward Lot left Zor because he was afraid of the people there and he went to live in a cave in the mountains with his two daughters. One day, the older daughter said to her sister, there are no men left anywhere in this entire area, so we can't get married like everyone else. And our father will soon be too old to have children. Come, let's get him drunk with wine, and then we will have sex with him. That way, we'll reserve our family line through our father. Well, what a uh, dysfunctional way of thinking. Mm-hmm. So that night, they got him drunk with wine, and the older daughter went in and had it was with her father. Mm. He was aware of her lying down or getting up. He was not aware of her lying down or getting up again. The next morning, the older daughter said to her younger daughter, I, I did have sex with our father last night, and you go in, and and, and and you now go in and have sex with him. That way we'll preserve our family line through our father. So that night they got him drunk again with wine, and the younger daughter went in and had, and had intercourse with him as well. As before, he was unaware of her lying down and getting up again. As a result, both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their own father. When the older daughter gave birth to a son, he named him Moab. And he became the ancestor of the nation now known as the Moabites. When the younger daughter gave birth to a son, she named him Ben-Amin. He became the ancestor of the nation now known as the Ammonites. Wow. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> that is some dysfunction there, I'll tell you. We you know. want
1: everyone to know that we're the translation that we prefer to read out of because it brings the characters to life, for those of you that are new to the Bible, is this is the Life Recovery Bible. These are awesome people mm-hmm. that publish this Bible. And uh, <clears throat> we've had countless people, including us, when we began to study from it, say how the characters came to life, how they didn't ever really think of people in the Bible as being as human and flawed as we are today. Yeah. So we want to encourage you, if you have a translation that you don't really understand or maybe you, you're looking for something different that you want to really study the human relationships of people back in the Bible, it's the Life Recovery Bible. It's the Living Translation. Yeah. And Steve Otterburn, uh, he is one of the, the people who authored it. And um, we think that you can definitely learn from it. So we just wanted to give credit where credit is due because uh, we use it in our uh mentoring program and it's anointed and God works through it and changes lives yeah as he as he always does in in the word
2: yeah I mean you know you read these, this uh this passage that I just read
1: hello someone's emailing yeah
2: me. we read read this passage that uh that I just read. And, uh, you know, it, it, is, it is graphic, but what the point of this is is to show that every family has dysfunction. And, I mean, Lot is the brother of Abraham, and Abraham is the father of, of you know, of, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I mean, that's where our, our seed line goes back to as a Christian. You know, it goes back before then, of course, but, you know, that's the seed, you know, of Abraham. So, you know, I mean, that's just to show that everyone has dysfunction Mm -hmm. in their family.
1: Right. Even back then. Yeah. That's where it all started. It started in the garden with Adam and Eve.
2: That's right. So if you know, if you were during Thanksgiving, you might have had a... Uh, maybe a little dysfunction or something, or maybe an argument or something he was brought up that really kind of offended you and you really didn't say anything and, and
1: there's so much unforgiveness, yeah. so much bitterness, envy, resentment. Yeah.
2: The holidays are Jealousy. difficult
1: because of these kind of character flaws.
2: Right. And so, you know, we just we just want you to know and we just wanted to show you that hey man, you're not alone. Right. This has been going on for a long time. Yeah. I mean, you know, even Jesus, his half brothers and sisters and you know, I mean there was dysfunction there, you know, in his earthly family. You know, I mean, my gosh, Jude and James, you know, they didn't really come to 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 recognize Christ as 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 the Messiah until he was already gone. Mm-hmm. And they grew up with it. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the oldest, but they but they did they they knew him, you know, but but really our our families who know us the most, are the ones who sometimes criticize us the most. Mm-hmm. And and it could be because of jealousy or, like you were saying, honey, or envy or something like that.
1: Well, and us too. We've all battled it. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah. What's going on? We talked about all this stuff on Friday that really doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's just all part of relationships. And we're all about restoring relationships.
2: Absolutely. So, you know, if, if that happened to you and and, um, and maybe something went, went a little bit of a wry or maybe something kind of rubbed you wrong or something.
1: Hey, it could be worse. <clears throat> just let it go. Mm-hmm.
2: Let it go, man.
1: We're all flawed human beings. Yeah. Every one of us. And if, if you see a, a, another family that you look at them and think, I wish I was in that family or that family looks so perfect. Well, we're here to tell you everybody has problems. And you right. may see a family, and they look like they've really got it all together. Well, you never know yeah, you what know, they no, had to go what's going on through. behind the scenes. Well, or even what they went through to yeah, get or this to get picture there, yeah. perfect look that they might have now. Who, yeah. And they may be, you know, the point of reference. They could have gone
2: through hell and back. Talk to yeah. them and
1: find that out. You no? Know?
2: That's exactly right. And so, like we're saying, I mean, you know, just, just let it go. And, 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 you know, as a believer, you know, and if you're if you are a believer and maybe you're at a function, you know, and and uh, and you're thinking, well, you know what? The greatest commandment is love the Lord, your your God with all your heart, mind and soul and to love others. Why can't these people love me first? Why, why can't they ask, you know, anything about, you know, us or anything like that? Or why, why can't that happen? Well, you know what? Maybe they're not believers. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they don't have a relationship with God. So maybe it's your expectations that are letting you down more than, more than the person. Mm-hmm. And so our job or our responsibility as Christians is to love others first. Mm-hmm.
0: My God. For
2: us to ask them, how you doing? Mm-hmm. How's everything in your job? How's your family? and How are your kids? And that's our responsibility as Christians to show them that we love them first. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter. That they ask us. But it does matter if we show generally unconditional love and concern to them.
1: Yeah, And it's hard. We're not going to say that it's not. It goes on, in our, it goes on in our families too. You can mm-hmm. be in conversations with people and be genuinely interested and know all about them every time you're yeah. with them. And you can always leave that conversation a lot of times and go, sure wish they'd ask us how we're doing, what's going on, how we're feeling. Yeah. And they may never do that. And but, but we have to learn to not take it personally and realize people are who they are.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: And all we can continue to do is just the opposite and know in our heart of hearts that, you know, we did the best we could do.
2: And they're doing the best they can. Yeah. So we're just going to leave it at that. But you know what? Uh, Troy, our dog, he's very um, into himself. And, and uh, rarely does he ask me or, or his mom, you know, how we're doing. It's all about him.
1: Scott. <laughs> Troy, he brings us a lot of joy, you know?
2: Yeah, I suppose. You know how many
1: people think you're weird when you say <laughs> things like that? I've got my hand raised. Anyway.
2: <laughs> you know, I get that from my mother. My mother used to joke like that. We had a dog my whole life. My mom would treat him like humans, you know? I mean, she would, you know, if I said something like, well, that's a terrible haircut that, that What a dog has. My mom would cover their ears up and say, oh, don't say that. They'll hear you. You know, so that's where I get that from. But, no, we do have a wonderful dog. I was just joking.
1: Yes, we do. But, anyway, back (laughs) to the discussion. Now, to bring it home and give you hope, because we are teachers as well, we want to always remind you, okay, this is what the end of the story looks like.
2: Now you hear the end of the story.
1: Yeah, the incest in Lot's family was a direct consequence of lots irresponsible decisions, okay, that he made in the past.
2: He shouldn't have gone to Sodom and Gomorrah to no. begin with.
1: Well, we didn't talk about Sodom and Gomorrah, so you want to explain that real quick?
2: Well, that's, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah at that time was was the most sinful wicked uh, wicked city in 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 the world. Mhm. You know, and I'm sure that his daughters learned about this incest or something like that, you know, through all the relations and everything going on in that town.
1: Mm-hmm. It
2: was horrible, right. you
1: know? Well, he had spent, which is still talking about Lot, his years in this wicked city called Sodom and Gomorrah uh-huh. and had failed to find suitable husbands for his daughters. Why? Because he stayed there. He stayed there too long, okay? And even though Lot failed in so many ways, Regardless, y'all, we're talking to y'all out there and to us, regardless of what that was like in their family, many centuries later, the Apostle Paul, and we're talking about in the New Testament now, Peter, y- Peter, Peter. I'm sorry, uh-huh. use Lot as a clear example of one whose righteousness came by grace through faith.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lot was an extremely flawed person. There's no doubt about it. But God is a gracious God, isn't he? There is hope available for each of us, no matter how sordid our past activities may have been.
1: That's that, why we went
2: through what we, we just read.
1: And that was in Second Peter. Let's read that to them. Second, yeah, 2
2: Peter 2, 7 through 8.
1: Yeah, and, and when I saw that when we were studying for this, I, I just was reminded, wow, it, there it is in the old, and now here it is. In the new, I mean, God, he's so faithful. And despite all that dysfunction dysfunction that was going on, he still used him, he still pointed him as to righteousness. It says, But at the same time, the Lord rescued Lot out of Sodom because he was a good man, okay? Righteous man. Sick of the uh, terrible wickedness that he saw everywhere around him day after day. So what happened, Scott?
2: Yes, Lot was a righteous man who was tormented in his soul by the wickedness he saw and heard day after day.
1: Yeah.
2: So you see, the Lord knows how to rescue godly people from their trials, even while keeping the wicked under punishment until the day of final judgment.
1: That's right. So if, yeah, he, if the Lord can can do that, can take that, that, that family and all of its disfun- dysfunction mm-hmm. and say, but Lot... And that's what we always say here but yeah, God. Yeah. Okay, there's hope for everybody. Yeah. And what was the reason that he did that, honey? It was because God really knew his heart. Yeah. Despite what was going on, God knew Lot's heart.
2: That's right. You know, he knows our oh, heart too. Yes. And I I can't tell you how blessed I personally am that God sees me first from my heart. Not from our fleshly actions sometimes. Well, you know that's what I
1: mean? how we judge people by what we see them do.
2: Yeah, but well, God doesn't do that. Right. God looks at our heart, you know, and our desires. So you know what? I mean, this has been a kind of a long podcast, but it's been a good podcast.
1: I can't believe how much time is gone by. I know, by.
2: but we just want you all to understand something. You know, no matter what you may have gone through or, you, you know, if you have a, you know, something dysfunctional in your family or whatever the case may be, God can rescue anyone from anything in your past, God. period. Don't let any of your past think that you can't come to Jesus.
1: And that your family has no hope.
2: Jesus wants you to come. When I came to Jesus, I came as a filthy, broken rag. Broken, and then he started cleaning me up.
1: Not the it, other way around.
2: all right and so he's he, he and he'll continue to try to clean me up until I until I yeah, have the privilege of, uh, of kneeling down in front of him one day. Oh, me too. You know, same with all of us. But you know what? Maybe you're having a hard time getting over something that maybe happened uh, with your family or or your job or whatever the case may be because you don't know Jesus. And even when we do know Christ, it's hard sometimes even then. Yes, but then is. he teaches us to to call on him. Mm-hmm. It says in Philippians 3.14, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm sorry, 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes. Do you know Jesus? Have you ever asked him into your heart sincerely? Are you thinking, you know, I did when I was little, but man, I just... I just never really gave my heart to him. Mm. Well, you know what? Right now is the time. And we'd love for you right now to pray with us this prayer of salvation. Please know that you're saved. And Jesus wants you to be part of his family. And there is no dysfunction there. Mm -hmm. So if you would please pray pray, uh, after us. Lord Jesus, thank you for who you are. Lord, we know that you died on the cross, that you rose on the third day. And because of that cross, you say my sins are forgiven if I ask you from a sincere heart to forgive me. Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Lord, I want to be part of your family. I want the strength that you can give me to go through trials mm-hmm. in this life. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: amen
2: honey. Well, thank you all so much. And, If you did give your life to Christ, we'd love for you to go to our Facebook page, Living It Up, Beginning Again, and comment, you know, like us and comment, you know, hey man, I gave my life to Christ. My name is so-and-so from from England or my my name name is so-and-so from Italy or the Middle East or whatever the case may be. We want to be praying for you. We want our prayer partners to be praying for you as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, this has been interesting, it's been um, something different, but yeah. it, it's real life stuff. Yeah, it but is. there's always hope, always hope in Jesus, thank God.
2: Yeah, I mean, we live in the natural, but God wants us to, to experience the supernatural. Yes, he does.
1: Well, we look so forward to talking to you tomorrow, we hope you have a wonderful day and a great week, and until tomorrow, keep on living it up.
2: Wow, well, beginning again.